Hey, this is Chuck, and you are listening to Fans with Bands, the podcast where we talk to the fans and the bands they dig about life, music, and whatever the hell else we want to talk about. Today on Fans with Bands, we are talking to Bonehawk. Check it out. Hey, this is Chuck with Fans with Bands, and I am talking to Matt, Nate, Matt from the band Bonehawk, and I've got fans. Uh, Ramon, is that right? Did I get that yeah. right? All right. Yeah. Uh, Chris, Wes, James, and Johnny. How, how's everybody doing? Good, Chuck. Good, how are you? Good, I'm, I'm doing really great. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Uh, like we were saying before we started rolling, I'm just so happy to actually see your faces. It's been so long. Um, I haven't seen a Bonehawk show in forever, and then just to be able to see you guys and just, you know, revel in your awesomeness is, is fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> so uh, I usually try to kick kick it off with uh, getting to know the fans and how they got into uh, the band Bonehawk. So I figure I will start off with Ramon. I got into Bonehawk because um, Chris or Debbie down there introduced me to them because they're a Kalamazoo band and. Uh, Chris runs, well, he manages a record shop and he was just like, one day I walked in the store and he was playing and he's like, dude, you down with the bone hawk, which is usually how he introduces you to a new band. If you don't know who a band is, he just goes, dude, you down with, and it was you down with the bone hawk. And then we went and saw that, well, they opened up for Nashville Pussy and Valiant Thor at the Pyramid Scheme in Grand Rapids. But we missed Bonehawk opening up. But that was when I met some of the guys in the band. And then, I don't know, just from there, they're just that local band. And then they started playing local shows. And I started going. And we just became friends. Cool. And I, yeah, tell, them, tell them why we missed the band. Dude. Uh, we missed know? Bonehawk because the Trans-Siberian Orchestra was playing at Van Andel, which is across <laughs> the street from the Pyramid Scheme. And at the time, I was working in radio, so I'll get free tickets for all these shows. Nice. And we got free tickets for TSO. And then the other venue was literally across the street, so we just hoofed it across the street. And and uh, we got to, like, in the middle of Valiant Thor and then caught Nashville Pussy. But, yeah, we missed Bonehawk because of the bow. <laughs> but that would have been my first Bonehawk show. Awesome. Okay. With that, can I interject real quick? Yeah. <laughs> uh, that, that show was rather funny. Because we got there and uh, we entered the back door bringing our gear in and uh, Blaine from Nashville Pussy was sitting there eating his Subway six inch sub. And uh, I was like, hey, what's up, man? And he just like did the long pause stare at me with his like cold cut combo <laughs> like like this and waited until I awkwardly walked away, said nothing. It was it was awesome, dude. I think at that show when it was all done, Chris and I went back there to say hi because nobody was there at the end of the show because it's like a Sunday night, and we're like, "Hey guys, sweet show," and we're all kind of drunk, and they just stared at us. It was Blaine and his yeah. wife. They just stared at us, and we're like, "Well, see you later." Yeah, it, it was it was funny. You could tell they're definitely put in their time and are done with the formalities of things. Because nobody, I don't fine. know what it was like, like during your it. set, but nobody was there for them. I felt really bad. And it was the second time yeah. Chris and I saw them there in, what, like a year, Chris? It was like 25 people there. So yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, I felt bad. And a lot of those 25 people were the other bands and the staff. <laughs> yeah, that happens sometimes, though, you know. But they still, yeah. they still brought it. They were they great. Still, yeah, they, they were, were really good. It out, man. Yeah. They were still awesome. just as good as any other time. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So, uh, Chris, how about you? Um, you obviously were turned in or turned on early. I was uh, turned on to them by a, a previous member who I'd known for a long time, and uh, an albino rhino had come out. Oh yeah, and had brought and brought it to the to the shop because it was coming out to to Greenlight Music. Oh, oh, cool. And uh, and I'm all about the local stuff, but I'm really all about even more of the bands that I really dig and, and, and I listen to it and I just, you know, they're, they're awesome, you know? So I was just like, yeah. And so I've been a pretty big advocator for pushing the Bonehawk. Um, and, and as of right now, we're the only retail outlet um, to buy Iron Mountain and we've been selling it really Fantastic. well. And we play it in the store yeah. and, and um, 
you know, and I have it on the front counter and, you know, people kind of ask about it. And, you know, I mean, so I've sold a lot of those to people that, that don't even know who they are. I've never even seen them um, just by kind of what they sound like. And, and, you know, what I see other people buying and I'm going, Hey, do you know, these guys they are local. This is equally as good as this or if not better than what you're buying. Awesome. You know, you, you need to check it out. Um, and, and I got to know the guys really good and, you know, they're super cool guys and they're fun to work with. And, uh, it's just, it's, it's nice. I like to really support a band that I really like. And there's not that many local bands or local bands that, that I really like that much. So I guess I put a little bit extra effort into it because I really like them and they're cool dudes. Cool. That's awesome. And we appreciate that very much. Yeah, I know. Hey, <laughs> Got to support, you know, but you guys are rad and, you know, the live shows are so cool and, 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 and different even every time sound wise and, and what's going on. And before COVID, and sorry to interrupt, but like to go off what Chris said before COVID, I used to work in radio and then I was the casualty of being a radio person during coronavirus. but I had them play a bunch of festivals in Kalamazoo and I had them open up for Blue Oyster Cult a few years back oh, and nobody knew who they were and they fucking blew everybody off the stage and Blue Oyster Cult had this little tiny merch booth set up with one t-shirt in two sizes. And then after Bonehawk plays, they set up their merch, which was, you know, a bajillion different t-shirts and <laughs> beer koozies and of course records and CDs and sunglasses and condoms and <laughs> dental dams with the Bonehawk logo. And no exaggeration. Nobody was buying Blue Oyster Cult stuff. Everybody was buying Bonehawk stuff. And they got a lot of mentions um, on radio. And whenever I could, I tried to give them some radio mentions. Um, they, they killed it. And they every time, Matt, you guys played Ribfest, you always sounded awesome. Thank you. Yeah, yeah you guys. Those were a lot of fun. They really were. They were, yeah. The, the second, the second Ribfest was a good show. They wanted Bonehawk to play a little earlier because they can bring out a lot of people, but they deserve to play later. In fact, a lot of the people were like, you should have been the main support. But when they played with Blue Oyster Call, they killed it. They brought a great crowd. Everybody was really into it. And, you know, we live in a day and age where if you show up to a concert and you don't know who the opening band is, chances are you're going to ignore them. Because uh, it's not like it was in the 80s. Chris tells me all the time about seeing all these sweet bands open up for uh, big bands in the 80s. It's not like yeah. that anymore, unfortunately. But Bonehawk came and they fucking brought it. They killed it. They have a great stage show. And uh, and they had the tunes to back it up. And by stage show, they're just like a, lot of pot, like a lot of good energy. You know, they don't just stand there and gaze at their shoes. They have a lot of yeah. energy. Yeah. There's good crowd interaction. Uh, yeah, no, they're really good. And plus, out of the, those festival shows, we got the really good Ozzy Randy Rhodes tribute photo that will go down yeah. in history of of Matt holding up Ramon just like Ozzy did with Randy <laughs> Rhodes. And, and I think I have it on my phone when Matt calls me. That's the picture. That yeah. Oh, that's awesome! Really that awesome. awesome. <laughs> yeah, I don't do a lot of Zoom meetings, so I don't know how to share stuff. But it, it's it's on there. I'm sure somebody can send it to you. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to see that. So, uh, uh, Wes, how about you? Uh, how'd you become a fan of Bonehawk? Well, I got to, uh, know Matt from the original guitarist, Chad. I worked with him for a while at Guitar Center and as a result got to uh, meet Matt and we used to go to hockey games and ate a lot of fried cheese balls, um, <laughs> just hanging out, having fun, things like that. And so I originally got turned on to, uh, I had just moved to Michigan. I didn't know anyone. And so Matt was in a band, uh, Nobody's favorite with Nate and uh, used to love going to those shows. And, uh, you know, I didn't know anything about the Kalamazoo music scene, but they were really the only band that really knew what they were doing and brought a lot of energy and people were excited when they play. And it was a ton of fun. And I just kept being friends with Matt over the years. And so saw him through uh, different bands like Mesa um, and then uh, kind of morphed into Bonehawk and just been supporting ever since love the music love going to shows although it's been quite a while now yeah uh but anyhow it's a travesty that hairmania played after bonehawk uh <laughs> before blue oyster cult that was just wrong yeah. but anyway uh so anyway I, I love watching the guys play nate's an awesome drummer i've loved watching him over the years too yeah. so yeah cool very cool 
Uh, how about uh, James? Hey, um, my first introduction to Bonehawk was from a friend of mine, uh, Max from Ann Arbor. I said, I want to go to a show, and it was uh, in Hamtramck. It was uh, Bonehawk, Bison Machine, and Commander. Yes, that's an awesome lineup. Wow. And I was just like, yeah, it pretty well, it pretty much was. It kind of, you know, blew me away. I was like, wow, these guys are pretty good. Yeah. And uh, anyway, actually, like I'm an old guy, so I remember like, <laughs> you know, the old stuff. I've been around a lot of the old shows and stuff. But I, anyway, sorry, I'm a little stoned right now too. But man, <laughs> I was I was totally down. And then uh, I don't know. I saw my PJs a couple times, and. Uh, yeah, just I just love it, and uh, you know, as far as the new album, man, Iron Mountain to me, I I just I fucking love it, dude. It's an album. It's like an entire album. Yeah, and I just thanks so much. You know, I mean, seriously, it's just like I keep telling everybody, best rock album of 2020. Hell yeah, killer! Thank awesome. you. Hell yeah. Uh, how, how about Nate? Nate Hartman. Uh, hey, <laughs> not, not Nate the drummer. <laughs> Nate, can, are, you, are you there? Bro? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, James, Steve, James, yes, didn't you, you posted some killer pics of an epic sea quest not long ago, correct? Yes, yeah, that was me. Oh, yeah, that was awesome. Uh, and everyone should check that out. That was a that was a really cool, cool thing. I meant to send you a message personally about that, but that was that was awesome. So, what was this? Yeah, what was the sea quest? Oh, it was it was part of a journey to find the rock really oh turn up rock yes rock. that's wow. awesome yeah very nice he, he, he i guess that kind of ties into the whole merch yeah exactly i mean i guess i was gonna say it ties into that whole what you're saying with all the different <laughs> merch and stuff too so I, one of the shows pjs or something and i bought uh it's about the turn up rock shirt i was just like man that's it's fucking awesome. So have you ever been to turn up rock? He's like, no, man, just, you know, we just saw it on the map or whatever and thought it was yeah. cool to, you know, turn up the rock thing. And like, dude, you guys got it. It's the most awesome. Cause I, you know, go there with my kayak and whatnot. And uh, actually that's the only way you can get there. Cause it's like on private property. So you can't get there from the land. So you have yeah. to do an epic sea quest. To, to Sounds like something we should do anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I mean, uh, I'm down. Yeah, we uh, we actually did that this year because um, we we there's that kayak rental place over there at uh, what is it Port Austin, and um, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, we did that. Um, me and Brenda, yeah, it was the you know lake was like calm as glass. It was awesome, it was fantastic. Yeah, yeah, you got to find certain days there for sure. The weather's definitely weather dependent, right there at the tip of the thumb. Yeah, it was great. It was great. Hey, James, seeing that photo of you with the Bonehawk Turn Up the Rock t-shirt in front of Turn Up Rock was fucking amazing. So kudos <laughs> to that. Awesome. I mean, like, it was awesome. fucking cool. badass. Dude, it was an amazing, it was an amazing time, man. Pure Michigan. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Uh, so let's check in with a couple other fans. How about uh, Kurt? Are you, are you there, buddy? Or are you just listening in? Hey, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Oh, yeah, man. I I don't know. I like these guys from day one. We go way back. Uh, I went to school with Matt. These guys always rock. Uh, Pre-Albino Rhino days even. I've been to a ton of shows. Loving the new stuff too. The new album kicks ass. Um, we used to bond too. We used to hang out and have fun. We'd play games like, you know, like Mario Kart and stuff. And there's like another one like Big Jet Ash shoot, it was called at the arcade. That was pretty fun. <laughs> so we always had some good times. These guys like to mix it up, and I'm loving the new stuff. First being Coy, he was uh, one of my first bandmates ever as well. <laughs> awesome. Kurt, are you still playing? Uh, I diddle around occasionally, but nothing, nothing organized or cool like what these guys got going on. <laughs> I'm really, seriously, though, like super proud of these guys for what they put together and like reshaping the Kalamazoo music scene, man. It's really cool. Yeah. Uh, how about uh, Lewis? Hey, Chuck. Hey. How's it going? Good, man. How are you? Good, good. Going. Hello from the UP up here. Hey. Right. Yeah. Hey. yeah. 
So, uh, so when did you become a Bonehawk fan, man? Pretty recently. Honestly, when I saw that you guys were going to do this, um, really, I saw the picture and actually I'm a big mustard plug fan. So they're doing one with mustard yeah. plug and then I clicked on it only to see that it like scratched my head a little bit, but yeah, I try to support every, all the, all, you know, all the guys in mustard plug when they have side ventures, like, um, I know Colin had something going too, and try to support local artists. I'm I'm from I'm from the Detroit area originally, but as you know, Chuck, I'm up here working at Cognition, and that's right. And uh, loving the beer scene up here. Unfortunately, we don't have enough music. That's the one thing we're really lacking up here. I know there needs to be. I mean, well, you know what? But as soon as shows get going, you know, you can get some going over at Ishbing and then have true. Them, have yeah, we're looking, we're looking to expand, and uh, a music venue or a stage of some sort is definitely uh, in that in that idea. So that would be fantastic. Oh yeah, yeah. So if you guys, um, if if all of you haven't been there yet, you should um, make a trip up to Ishpeming. So uh, Lewis works at uh, Cognition, like you mentioned. They make great beer. Super cool people, nice. and they've got like uh, kind of a metal theme there. Yeah. Um, it, at least the brewers and the staff Perfect. there. So yeah, it's like we're gonna have to go. Yeah, big time. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's happening. It's uh, def a lot of I'd say ninety five percent of uh, the beer names are references references to metal somehow, or the yeah, the few you, ska punk ones that I I slip in there, but <laughs> <laughs> nothing wrong with some ska and punk. That's yeah. right. Uh, you know, and you guys have done uh, collabs with other bands, so. Yeah, we're doing a, we're, we've done quite a few. We've done one of the favorite ones that we always do is uh, um, oh, shoot. There's there's a one there's one we're doing with with a, a band that I actually don't know too well, but Chris, I think Burial on Oath, I believe is their name from Ohio, and we're, oh, okay, and we're cool. doing um we're doing something with them. We're in the uh, pretty early stages of that. Um, but, I know yeah, I got turned we, on. We to, try to uh, do as much collabs with uh, different bands as we can. That's uh, really fun. Just yeah. whether it just be a a uh, a beer name or something like that, it's it's fun to get pick some other brains to see what we can come up with. That's awesome. Yeah, I've worked in a lot of craft breweries, and uh, naming beers is always fun. So that's cool that you guys are doing that with bands. Oh yeah, that's, awesome. that's that is. Arctic Sleep from Wisconsin's another one that we're really we're really big on. Just a one one man show over there. He he does really really cool music, kind of like a Mac black metal guy. And uh, we do um, we've done I think four or five different collabs with him. He he does a lot of coffee roasting and stuff like that. So easy to fit stuff like that into the bill. <laughs> coffee yeah. porters and whatnot. That's always fun. Right, right on, right on. So I do want to talk a little bit, uh, you know, with, with the Bonehawk fans or the, the band, actually, since I've got you guys here and get to see your lovely faces. Um, that that Iron Mountain album, you know, with these just majestic riffs, um, so many like epic tunes. And uh, I can't remember who if it, maybe it was James or well, I can't remember who said it. Or maybe, it maybe it was Noah. I, uh, anyway, there is just this. Um, Start to finish, that whole album just flows perfectly. Um, you've got such epic songs, you know, the twin guitar uh, magic that is identifying Bonehawk to me. Um, but it it just has this wonderful sound. But there's a contrast, and there seems to be some contrast and differences between that and Albino Rhino. And I was curious what you guys felt. Where do you feel the contrasts are between Albino Rhino and Iron Mountain? Uh I hate to simplify it so much, but for myself, it's just, I, I, it's, it's just a lot of growth. I mean, um, Albino Rhino was like a grouping of songs <clears throat> that we had that we were like in between band members, certain band members at that time. And we just kind of like still wanted to move forward with the project. So we, so we did, and we just did what we had to do to, to make that. So in a sense, um, Albino Rhino is a little more primal um, 
from that perspective because like like we just we we used what we had and and made it work and then fast forward like five years i'm embarrassed to even say it but <laughs> fast forward five years and it was definitely a much more focused like we wanted to like you know like it's it's corny to say but it was a kind of conceptualized to an extent and uh it, it was just more focused and like bringing nate into the fold you know like we've always been lucky with really good good bandmates for the most part and then bringing nate into the fold nate's was like just like uh i don't know how else to explain it other than like a super musical drummer and ha us having a past um it just like it it helped just gel all of that together and i i think so if you take albino rhino from the more primal aspect yeah. of it just because that's simply what it was and then you take the more focused like uh completed project that we wanted to do but not but also very consciously not wanting to like overdo it to where like you take away any of the charm that we've we've managed to have thus far if that makes sense yeah yeah i know that was kind of a long-winded way to get to that point but <laughs> no it's great uh, i mean both records both records are totally different so i mean i mean there's i mean albino rhino i mean it's it's like a hit song after hit song you know with some moody elements but then iron mountain comes in and there's a little there's a lot greedier deeper more moodier songs and i think yeah. there's a but i mean it's there's there's more there substance wise and i think that like yes yeah. you know, it shows growth and it's it's pretty cool to see way more nuanced yes. definitely yeah and uh and, go ahead no go ahead i was just gonna ask so has the songwriting changed like um your approach to the songwriting do you guys um are you a band that um does uh, kind of improvising improvising in the jam room or are you more uh somebody comes up with an idea of a full-fledged song and then you you guys each of you add pieces uh, to it? Mo mostly um throughout the history of the band it will be like riffs just like bare bones as simple as it can be riffs that um will have a certain like feel that and that's always the most important part in my opinion is like the the feel and then that will be like the foundation will be like the all right this is the this is the 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 bones of the of everything and then you have to like maintain <laughs> maintain that like that feel so right. whatever is thrown into the mix you know, it's great as long as it still has that like general overall where it started. Right. So, cool. yeah, I mean, it's, it's typically riffs and I mean, it's still, it still is. <laughs> <laughs> and the, like, I don't, I honestly think there's been one time in, in our, uh, especially with Chad and I, cause Chad and I have been writing music forever together where uh we've like literally had a full ish song done it's always just like a riff <laughs> and we'll jam on that riff and everyone will do their thing which i think is what ultimately makes it cool it's you know fully formed and flushed out yeah amongst all of us yeah so i mean it's kind of strange to see bands releasing well i, I shouldn't say strange it's just hard i think for bands to put out albums now because you can't actually go out there and tour it and promote it so yeah what are you doing to be uh creative and engaging with your fans while you can't play uh with them live nate yeah well we uh we just filmed a bunch of songs live at the livery brewery uh, in Bent Harbor that we're going to release here in the next, I don't know, couple of weeks. Oh, cool. um, before the world got shut down again for the second time, uh, we did uh, six songs uh, off of Iron Mountain and Albino Rhino um, and in a live setting uh, that we're going to unleash on the interwebs because we can't, we can't play shows right now and it sucks and, it, and yeah. it's the worst thing ever. Um, so at least we can kind of bring some of that to 
the the people that want to hear us and you know the fans and, and everyone else because i mean like you said i mean putting out a record during a pandemic is crazy but <laughs> but but also like but life moves on and you set these dates and it's like all right it's time it's going to happen whether we want it to or not and i know with matt and i talking I mean, th there was some time between the last two records and we don't want to have that much time for the next one right so i mean like we're, we're finally in a place where things seem to be firing on all 12 cylinders and we're kicking ass and taking names and so you know the band is healthy happy uh we're getting along and we're writing a bunch of new stuff uh and that's been kind of cool and a cool challenge since since we've been home you know for a pandemic you know yeah. we've, you know we've uh we've been rehearsing once a week um for the past couple of months, we just took some time off now because COVID seems to have gotten crazy again. Yep. Um, but during the first lockdown, we spent a lot of time working on riffs from home and sending them via the internet and putting together music that way um, in our own personal studios and working out tracks and demos. And so I think we're kind of excited to get back to that here shortly and you know have songs to record you know, yeah. early next year, hopefully, you know, if we can do it. Fantastic. It's been kind of crazy how, how uh, productive we've been able to be, even though we're all in separate towns and, you know, the technology is there where we can actually bounce these riffs back and forth to each other and get something actually recorded and hashed out before we ever actually get to meet. So it's, it's not preferable, but it's, you know, we're using what we can and trying to stay as productive as possible. You mentioned that you thought it was a bad time to put out records. Well, I think it's a great time well, because it's, well, I, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, it's a crazy time. Sorry, but now's really a great time because people are listening. There's nothing going on. They're, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, people like their their whole entire month yes. can be made by a good record. Where yeah. you know, I mean, before it's like oh, another record, another record. Where like mm -hmm. a lot of the big heavy hitters are not putting things out right now because their label yeah. won't let them because they can't tour and do all that stuff. And it's like. I mean, it, it, it's, it's, it is hard and crazy, but at no other point in our lifetime has there been more people listening to music. And, and, yeah, that's all there, there, there is, yeah. is listening to music. And searching it out. This call. And looking yeah, for totally. it and trying to find new stuff because they're getting bored. So they're just trying to see what else is out in their genre of choice, you know, so. so yeah, so here, here's, yeah, and I've seen a lot of smaller bands too releasing just small independent releases too. They're just like, hey, we have nothing going on, so here it is. Yeah. What sucks is, you know, if you're out of work because of COVID, it sucks financially for some of the fans, mm -hmm. Big but time. if you're still working or if you can get <laughs> unemployment or you have somebody that can help with your bills, you're not, I'm not spending money going to the bar. I can't hang out with Matt and Chris in person. Like, <laughs> well, you can buy records, you know. <laughs> That's all I'm doing is It's funny records. because I saw, I saw Matt and Ramon both today in my record store. Yeah. And, and I will have to say that since we reopened from a retail standpoint, uh, you know, our hours are shortened and we shortened it by one day, but our sales right. are up the same or more than a year ago's numbers so that's fantastic people are coming in and buying music like crazy and, yeah. and you, the other nice thing that has had happened is that you know record store day from april got prolonged and they turned it into three record store day drops which happened in august september october and then friday we have the the regular record store day for black, black friday and bonehawk has been one of our sponsors for all four of them so their logo has been plastered everywhere through social media through us they give us gifts to give away um for the first so many people in line that we do a raffle for and so you know they've been on top of it with that we've been giving away you know a little bit of their music to fans that, that have been like mostly new fans who didn't know who they were um and i think that's why the record's been selling good so you know we've been putting them out there a bunch just through the record store day avenue um, and that's what yeah. we've been selling the record really well, just, just through the store from the things I said in the past and through the record store day sponsorship that, that they went with us this year, which I'm glad. And, and, and Bonehawk has done it before in the years past, but, um, you know, I like to get, whenever we have a sponsor for record store day, I always get local people. It's usually a brewery, 
um, a band or, you know, something else that's like-minded rocket fizz that's like-minded uh, with people that like music that would like something else and include them in with that. And they've, they've been great as a, as a sponsor. And, and I think that's been pretty awesome. Well, I want to shout out to Greenlight Music because I actually went out there uh, a couple couple years ago now. Um, it's a little drive from from Ann Arbor to get out to Kazu, but I went for Record Store Day and it was fantastic. I love that. I love your store, um, and I'm I, I'm stoked that you do so much to support the local music. So that's great. Yeah, thank you. Chris and his staff do it right. Uh, there's another record shop in Kalamazoo that's a good record shop but when you go into Greenlight like that's how I got into Bonehawk that's how I discovered them is because they were playing Bonehawk um and they're always playing good stuff and they take really good care of the records and they want to talk to the people that go in there it's hard now because of COVID especially during record store days but before COVID I mean we we all just go down, you know, whether it was just a regular Saturday afternoon or record store day, my buddies and I would go down and we'd all hang out and Greenlight had, they'd have like, like uh, donuts for, you know, for the people that came and it was just, you know, it's a small store. So, yeah. you know, if there's 50 or 75 people in there, that's a lot of people and there's a bunch of people. And then I started recognizing people who live farther away than Kalamazoo coming down there because it's a place you can go and hang out, listen to music. I, I, was born too late, not to quote Wino, <laughs> but I was born too late. So I missed out on a lot of that stuff. So I have to make up for a lot of lost time now because I was, you know, I was like eight years old when all my favorite, or younger, I, I was, I was like, in fact, Chris asked me all the time, where were you when Iron Maiden came to Kalamazoo for the first time? I was in my daddy's balls then. I wasn't even born. <laughs> I wasn't even conceived yes. and I missed on all that stuff. So Chris and Greenlight have brought that back. And I know this is a bone hog thing, but I do want to give a shout out to Chris and Greenlight Hell yeah. because they do it right. And that's why people go there. And that's why even during COVID times, when times are tough, people want to go and they want to support their favorite bars and restaurants. So they don't go out of business and they want to support their favorite record shops. Cause yeah, there's nothing to do and your meal is going to be gone soon. My Beer is going to be gone soon, but the records are going to be here whenever I want. Right. That's awesome. So I don't want to monopolize the, uh, the questions. So who else uh, would like to ask a question of the Bonehawk team? Anybody? Never got Turbley's story here. Oh, yeah. Well, so, for some, some reason, he's muted, and I can't I can't him. see Turbley. Oh. I can't see some of the people. Oh. Hey, there guys, he can you hear me now? Yeah. yeah. I can see Sorry you, but I can hear you. Hey, Turbley. <laughs> Well, uh, thanks for hosting this session. It's a great idea. Um, I've, I've, I'm really um, a Matt Held groupie. Um, <laughs> I have uh, been following him since he was probably, oh gosh, maybe 14 or so. Um, a lot of people don't know this, but he was in a um, band called McCurley's Caterpillars. And uh, that's where... <laughs> That's where he yes! started his days as a musician. He was a percussionist. And um, I, I was an admirer uh, since then and, um, you know, watched him grow up. And, uh, you know, he was in a band called Exotic Aquarium Accountants and then Lint and Nobody's Favorite. Um, and then, of course, you know, where he is now. So, um, you know, it's just, I can't even really remember, you know, my first Bonehawk show, um, you know, because it's just, it just goes so far back. But I do remember, you know, uh, two or three memorable shows. Um, so I live in Chicago now and um, Bonehawk has, of course, come over to this area. And um, I don't know, Matt, if you remember um, Cobra Lounge. Um, on the west side of uh, Chicago, it's near the Green Line stuff. Yeah. yeah, that was like in 2015 or something. But with slow, it was with slow season and uh, dead feathers. Oh wow! You, I have a weird memory. I remember all that weird stuff. <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah, I couldn't have told you that. Maybe because I was just uh, starstruck looking at you guys. Um, but yeah, that was a great show. And then. Um, you know, uh, so I do have to say, 
you know, my, my favorite show of all time was in, um, I think it was 2016. You might have to correct me if I'm wrong, but, um, local H, um, Shakespeare's Kalamazoo. And I drove over from Chicago for that show. I was so, so hyped for so long to see (laughs) you guys playing with local H and, I mean, you guys just rocked it. Um, it was it was a fantastic show. And um, after that, um, I remember another show in Chicago here. Um, I don't remember the club name now, but it was a small room and um, a township. Do you remember? Um, yeah, town township. A township. Yeah, um, yeah, and that's I think. Nate, that might have been the first time that I I met you and saw you playing a show. So, um, oh, okay, <laughs> that, that was with Dave Simon's other band, right? Yeah, Anger. Anger, yes. Anger and Bionic Caveman. Yes, that was a <laughs> Matt crazy out night. with the encyclopedia yeah. again. <laughs> That's amazing. So anyways, yeah, I don't want to monopolize the time here, but uh, thanks guys for the opportunity to chat with you. And, um, you know, you guys rock and uh, keep doing what you're doing. Um, it's great to see, you know, bands like yourself, uh, you know, carrying on the rock tradition where a lot of that I think is lost with some of the more modern music. So thank you. No, thank, thank you. Yeah. Trip down memory lane there on a few of those. Yeah, for sure. Oh yeah. So uh, I can't. <clears throat> go ahead. Anybody else? No, no, no. I was just thinking about uh, Mark and I used to go to. Uh, we would always go see Local H in like the uh, mid to late nineties or so. So it was kind of funny to play that show with them, which was another funny, another funny experience, <laughs> much similar to the uh, Subway Sandwich. Uh, Scott from Local H. I was like, hey, man, how's it going? Great playing with you guys, whatever. And he just stared at me. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, cool, man. Uh, have a good one. <laughs> I walked away. Yeah. I don't know what yeah, it is. That show. He took away somebody's uh, cell phone. What's that? Yeah, yeah, said, yeah. Yep. Did you remember that? Yeah. Yep. Which I I don't know. I, I guess I kind of agree with that. He makes a good point because there was some girl who was like texting the whole time, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I have I have a I have like a certain charm that makes people want to like just clam up and not talk to me. I don't know what it is. So uh, so Matt, you actually make me feel good because I've had that experience a couple of times where I go talk yeah. to people, like somebody I really admire and they're looking at me like, "Who the fuck are you and why are you talking?" Like, uh, and then I, then I freeze up because I don't know what to do. I'm like, "Oh," blah, blah, yeah. and then I start mumbling like a dumbass, and then you're like, "Oh," then you just kind of just turn away and and walk away. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I always I always state the obvious, like with uh, Blaine there. I was like, "Oh, uh, Subway, cool," and then I and then I walked away. It was like, "Hey, we're, you know, I don't know." Yeah. Uh, well, in Blaine's defense, he was so stoned he probably didn't know you were there. I mean that that might be. Yeah. I, I guess I can. Uh, I guess I can uh, understand. Like, I mean. You, how often do you get the opportunity? Maybe he uh, just filled up his Subway Sub Club card and he was like really wanted to like tackle that that sandwich. I don't know. <laughs> Why do you get Subway? There's so many great places to eat at in Grand Rapids. You went to Subway? Yeah, I know. Like you can, you, it's like you take one whiff of the air and you know exactly what it's going to taste like. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you can just walk outside the pyramid scheme and see like five different bars and restaurants. Yeah, I know, but you got to remember, the there's only 25 people at that show. So how much, how, yeah. how much money did he have? That much of a buyout. Unfortunately, <laughs> yeah, it's they got real. paid the same. <laughs> uh, there you go. All right, so anybody else got any questions for the Bonhawk gang? Yeah, I guess so. When I uh, saw some pictures that you had on the site when you guys recorded at Ghetto Recorders. Yeah. Yeah. What was so? Tell me about that. Uh, get, Ghetto was awesome. Um, uh, small history: Our Nate and I's uh, previous band, um, 
uh, nobody's favorite was the name. We we on a whim were like we just wanted to try something different, and Jim had a pretty good reputation for just doing like killer analog stuff, and we were just like through caution of the wind, didn't know if he would just work with just anyone. Jim Diamond, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, producer extraordinaire. <laughs> More specifically, Jim Diamond, yep. and uh, so Diamond? yeah, we did, yeah. and it, the the result was awesome. Um, so it, it's it's a really funny thing, and uh, um, for those of you who have who haven't be, been there, it's uh, it's in the back of the Fox Theater, and it is it, it was a former chicken processing plant, so. It, it was literally ghetto recorders. It was just like a concrete, like thick, thick concrete, um, like room. And the so the control room was the former, uh, um, free like the walk-in freezer oh, wow. for the chicken. And uh, then the room was just like full of like just vintage gear of all kinds, just like piles and piles of amps, like. I, I know that seems exaggerated, but he had the most like random collection of the coolest, like what, oh, you want a vintage fuzz pedals or any anything, he had it. And uh, it was just there. Some of it worked, some of it didn't work and uh, you could use it. And um, wow. I would say it was a good, we had, we had our struggles with certain things, but uh it was a it was a good experience all in all, and it was fun to work with something with such a. Um, I mean, Jim's just got a great a great history in music stuff, especially in the Detroit area. Yeah. So it was that. I mean, just that alone, and and oddly enough, um, our our last session there was a split EP uh, split EP we did on Ripple Music, and uh, it was it was Jim's second to last um, session before he moved and closed the studio down. And uh, when he was moving, I was like, uh, there was an old turntable sitting in the, in his collection of stuff. And it was the exact turntable my parents had when I was, a, when I was a kid. Oh, cool. So I was like, can I, can I buy this turntable from you? So I took the turntable home and oddly enough, my mom still had the user's manual from their turntable when I was a kid. So I have the turntable and user's manual and I bought this like funky, like uh, old Les Paul from Jim too, just so I had a couple relics from, from his, his past. So that, that's kind of fun. Yeah. That's fucking awesome. What uh, kind of turntable, turntable was it? Uh, it? It's like, it's called Bic was the company. Oh. It has a very specific logo. I am sure it's a low end turntable. The logo is unforgettable. And it has the way the logo is laid out with this faux wood grain. Um, and it's a red, white, and blue logo. It's, it's like unforgettable. And it's like was ingrained in my head. As soon as I saw it, I knew. So it's kind of just super funny. <laughs> hey, Chuck, I'm getting a couple messages here that a couple other folks are trying to get in the um, oh, chat. Let's do it. Um, uh, I didn't know if that was a possibility. Yeah, I see Michelle. Yep. Yep. She's coming on board. You'll recognize these folks. Um, so yeah, anyway, I don't know if uh that was uh if Nate has any other insight on ghetto, but I mean it, Jim Diamond's a legendary engineer and producer and has worked with the best, some of the best people ever. Um, and he I mean really helped shape the first record. I mean, I mean I wasn't there for that, but I mean, Iron Mountain, I mean, excuse me, Albino Rhino, I mean, the, the sounds and the tones on that record are just uh, fuzzy and creepy and weird and delicious. And yeah. I mean, but the other thing about that is, I mean, we gotta give it to Matt here who played drums on this thing, played guitar and sang on this. I mean, uh, like, I mean. Oh, you played, I, you played drums on that album? Yeah. yeah. I oh, mean, really? like the, yeah. I mean, and it was all, it was nothing was to a click. I mean, it was all about feel and that's what came out of that set, those sessions. And that to me yeah. is, I mean, I mean, just the way that record sounds, it's just huge, monstrous and fierce. And this guy, the guy I'm pointing at right now, <laughs> it's because of him. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. So, 
But I mean, no, we, no. We, we, recording with him in No Way's Favorite Days was super awesome. And that, um, that uh, EP we did turned out fantastic. And those songs, I mean, I think are the best that that band had ever done, so. I, absolutely. I, I, I still like, I, I'll still listen to those every now and then just for whatever reason. And I, I, I love the way they sound. They came out so raucous. It's just, they're, they're killer. You talking about the ripple uh, tunes? No, no, no. This is, uh, oddly enough, and this has nothing to do with Jim, the ripple tunes I was, I've never been happy with. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put that information right out there. I, I think they sound good. I just, I, I had higher hopes for, for that to the point where occasionally I have these like illusions or delusions of grandeur and want to re-record them just, just because, because I think we just missed, missed certain things on it uh, that I think could have made it better. I, I, I have to argue that those songs are some of my favorite Bonehawk songs. <laughs> me too. Uh, you've told oh, me, right? you've told me uh, that before. They, I, 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 played, yeah. I played the shit out of that. And I like the King Nomad side too, but, um, those songs are some of my Bonehawk favorite songs yeah. from, from all the stuff so far. I and, and, and I think they sound good. I thought they were recorded well. And, I, I, and again, they might be I, a little bit different than some of the I, other Bonehawk stuff, but, but I, I really I dug them. I don't di totally disagree with, with any of that. Uh, I just, there's certain things about it that I like, I like maybe focused too much on and therefore I've never let go of. So it's probably something I should talk to a therapist about. <laughs> this is it. Yeah. This is the group therapy right now. Yeah. Right here. Okay, so let anyway, it out. What I'd like to say about that is. <laughs> you, you, you lived with it too much. And so now you're getting an outsider view of yeah. things that we don't know that you know, because you lived with it and it was in my, your my, head. My but, mind has definitely changed. But, but but I know Cam wants to bring those back out too. He was just talking yeah. about like we all need to learn those again so we can play them yeah. again. It's like okay, they're great yeah. songs. I mean, those I, songs, I think they're great. There's songs. a little everything on that. On that, that's that's true. Uh, yeah, Ripple. That's really. true. Yeah, I mean, you've got. I mean, it opens up with like a, just a short banger, and it ends with a really awesome kind of epic. I think Aurora is your heaviest song too. Yeah, yeah I love song. Aurora song. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah, one of my favorite songs. And oddly enough, that's one of the ones that I continuously talk about. Ask Nate, Nate and Matt here about re-recording. I, I just, yep. there's certain elements of it, I think, that could make it, like, just take it over the top, which. Yeah. Plus, you got to love the music video that you filmed for that, for Los Vientos. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. Was Not really just because I'm in it, just because it's a funny video. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Right. But that's sorry to take you down that wormhole. No, it's awesome. That's this. Yeah, I love those stories. So, anybody else got questions for the Bonehawk guys? I see Mike and Michelle here. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> Hello. So, how did you guys become uh, Bonehawk fans? This is going to be good. <laughs> <laughs> Tell the story. Are, are, are you asking me? Yeah, yeah hell Get yeah. Comfortable. <laughs> oh, it's a good story. Come on, Mike. Tell us the story. Uh, well, so the band that I was previously playing in uh, was offered a show with Bonehawk in Kalamazoo. So that's what it, it was our album band. release show. It was the Albino Rhino release show. Yeah, that was at... Uh, uh, <laughs> that was at... Uh, Louis. Oh, I was thinking of... Uh, well, I saw you guys together at um, Fuck. Bells. Bells, yeah. 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 That was a very good show. Yeah. So, yeah. So, Louise, I, I really made a real good impression on Matt. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> as, my, as my true self, I show up early, stake my territory <laughs> of where I'm going to put my drum set and want to get my shit out and set up. And in Matt's true fashion, dude, just chill out. It'll all work out. I'm like, just tell me where to put my stuff so I can set it up. So, you know, he knew right out of the gate that I was, uh, you know, pretty um, OCD and high strung. This dude, for anyone who doesn't know him, I, lo I love him to death. But he is so tight. He squeaks when he walks. It's unreal. I've never met someone more 
more tightly wound than him. Like, and his blood pressure is great, oddly enough. <laughs> Yours is? Well, right. That's no, no, different. mine isn't. Yours is. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Right. So we are, yeah, we are polar opposites, but, you know, I'm super high strung on the outside and have good blood pressure. Matt is super chill on the outside and wound tight as a motherfucker on the inside. <laughs> That's, so that was, that, was how we, that was how we first met. That's why you guys get along. That's <laughs> yeah. true. Yeah. Oil and water. Yeah. Um, the show was great, and um, we just started uh, doing shows together as bands, and then we just have sort of kept in touch. And, you know, so we've done a lot of socializing and stuff. You know, you know Matt's still playing. My, my drum sets and sticks are in the garage. Oh, Mike, no. God damn it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So, uh, for people that don't know, uh, I just want to say that Mike is a, a fucking awesome drummer, and he was in one of my f- most favorite bands, Blue Snaggletooth. Um, it's fabulous. Thanks. Man. So, yeah. Yeah. So it's good. Now I'm on, I'm on the sidelines, just enjoying the uh, the new record. I've I've got a bunch of notes, Matt. If you want me to go over those now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I'd love I'd love to hear them. <laughs> oh my god, he's actually getting notes out. Yeah. <laughs> I might be the only person that wasn't surprised by that. <laughs> That's awesome. Shit. Oh, there it is. Um, so he sent me an advanced copy uh, digitally. And, uh, you know, me being a good friend, I wanted to give him some good notes. Right. So I, I've never had a chance to, like, get together socially and uh, talk about him. Um, I'll go through these song by song if you want me to. <laughs> No, no, no! Just give us, <laughs> give us like a highlight, Highlights, something yeah. you really, really these, feel these passionate just, about. Just bullet points. All right. So, mongrel. Yep. Um, super sword-like, with a little bit of Iron Maiden mixed in there. Okay. Good tune. Well, I thought uh, this was going to be more of a criticism session, but <laughs> no, there are a few, but they're minor. Um, Summit Fever. Uh, I'm just right. I'm just writing the points that kind of stuck out at me. Um, the, I think the police sirens in that tune are killer. You like you those? About? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, strange, strange magic. Uh, great harmonies in that tune. Yep. And um, so, Mr. Drummer Dude, cool. Run to the hills drum part. <laughs> it's, 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 it inspires. It's true. I'm not. It's gonna... awesome. <laughs> Love it. Um, so the song Wildfire, uh, is there a part in there that goes on and on? Yeah. That's, that's a really cool melody. Yeah. Dug that Thank a lot. You. Um, great fade out guitar ending. Thanks. That, that, that one's, that's probably my personal favorite. Yeah. Uh, Fire Lake, I, I really, really dug the drum intro. Yeah. Um, and there was a really cool part in the uh, chorus, the drum fills in the chorus. Yeah, that, that's all. I... Right. All right. Here we go. I, I have to. I have to call you out on this. So let's make sure anybody... everyone's purchased the record before you say anything negative. <laughs> well, there's, there's only one. So I have. A, I have a least favorite tune, and, and you. You guys tell me as a group if I'm wrong. I did not like the tune. It was my least favorite. Thunderchild. Huh. Oh. oh, I love the Thunderchild. Yeah, I like that tune. So it's that's it, my second favorite song on the record. It yeah. for some reason just didn't resonate. Um, huh. I didn't. I didn't think it was bad. It was just I thought it was the weakest track. Hmm. Huh. All right. Sadly enough, it's the one I wrote about you. But. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it all comes home. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to the lyrics. It'll make sense. Uh huh. Um, and then so Lake of Lake of the Clouds. Uh, I thought I actually just dig that title. I think that's a really cool title for a yeah. for a tune. Um, and a place. Uh, yeah, I th- I thought the guitar licks in that tune were great. Um, I have to ask, why end that record with a slow song? I think I think that song as an ender, the tracking. I think it could have been better served somewhere else. No, yeah, I think it was, it was perf- perfect as an ending because it just kind of drifts off. And then when you think it's done, you hear the like sound effects, sound of the lake. you know, going even, even further. And 
I thought that was an epic last song. I, I thought it was perfect. I think we should end our shows with the uh, nature sounds as we walk on. <laughs> I'm, always, I'm always one of these guys that I want the first song to be a total rocker, like maybe Tonight We Ride. Yeah. Um, but then I like a band to end with a total rocker too, though, if I'm going to see them live. Because that's yeah. exciting for me. It seems anticlimactic if you, if you do like a long, drawn-out, song at, at, at the end instead of just rocking and then just walking off and leaving i like the big epic ending with uh and i was curious that is that uh the nature sounds at the end of that is that from lake in the cloud lake of the clouds i i, I truly wish it was i, I was hoping, it's not no um i didn't want to lie to you but yeah <laughs> no it uh it if 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 i would have had my way i would have done that but um yeah yeah, because that's a ma- that's a magical place, and I um, totally I can feel uh, that that aspect of that song. Um, and I, you know, Mike, I love you, but I I think it I think it fit in the end. So that's that's why I brought these notes. It's controversy, <laughs> please. It's, it's, it. Yeah, it's awesome. I gotta mix it up. That's awesome. I, I can't kiss Matt's ass all the time. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so. Uh. No, I, I think the album is a. It's like a pure, pure Michigan to me. It's like a trip through Michigan, man. I, 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 I love it. Like the whole, uh, like you're saying, it's like a magic, magical place. I mean, at the end, I'm seriously, man, it's brought me to tears. Listen to that. It's just like, fuck, man. This is a complete. Thank you, so album, much. man. I love Ser- it. Seriously, seriously, thank you. It, it's it's the weirdest thing, and it, it's like the most cliche uh, thing you can possibly say, but like. Uh, it's it's insane the amount of like yourself and effort and everything that like gets dumped into like the whole thought process of anything anyone creates i guess for that matter so when when people enjoy that um that that makes it completely uh, it negates any anything negative to me whatsoever it's just like the best feeling like to you know not even on a, on a selfish level to know that other people enjoy it that much is is awesome well the thing about it is is so you look at so the on first glance first view you look at the artwork and you're like hmm that's a little presumptuous yeah. of the ring wear and then you listen to it and you're just like <laughs> oh yeah i got it now <laughs> yeah, I, well yeah all right anybody else have any questions for the bonehawk guys All right, so we're we're just about uh, just about out of time. So I I want to ask a kind of a final question because I know that uh, well well I don't know, and I'm curious about this too. Pizza seems to be a huge theme with Bonehawk, like, you know, Pizza Slayer, dreaming yeah. for pizza, you know, Pizza Holic. I mean, it's pizza, 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 yeah, nope. more pizza. So I, mean, I want to know what is the what is what like if there was a bonehawk pizza? What are the ingredients? <laughs> in <a> bonehawk pizza? <laughs> uh, what's that, Chuck? What are what? What are the what are the ingredients on a bonehawk pizza? If, if there's a such a thing as a bonehawk pizza, um, uh, Matt's a vegetarian, maybe, so we have yeah, I, I'm as simple as it gets. and gall. <laughs> I'm like, I love a cheese pizza. Like I, that's like as stupid as this is going to sound. It's the three elements of pizza. Yeah. Crust, sauce, cheese. If that's good, it's going to be good. (laughs) Unless it's canned mushrooms, then forget about it. But that's me, I guess. Nate. I mean, I'm, I'm a green olive mushroom kind of guy and I'll even eat, even the, yeah, green olive, like, uh, I want the funky pizza, like some onions, maybe yeah. a little blue cheese, um, <laughs> maybe an anchovy. Like, yes. I, I, I mean, I, I like the. I want pizza to fucking bite back. I want hair on my pizza. <laughs> hey, Mike, start shining those drums up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good to go, man. Let's go. <laughs> hey, Matt, what's your favorite local pizza place? Let's see if it differs from. Chris's favorite. My favorite local pizza place? Yeah. Um, 
I, I would have to say, and I haven't been there in a while, so I feel half uh, bad saying it is Pizza King. I, I love that place. It's simple and it's cheap. 1967. It's his favorite. Yeah. 1967. It's wow. It's, it's really good. Is that in? And if you guys can see that, I don't know. If, oh, you can't see that very well, but. No, it's blown out. There's, there's the Slayer Bonehawk pizza cutter pizza sauce carved in my arm with their logo Bonehawk. <laughs> so if you guys have ever seen that picture, oh. um, and, and, and I, have, uh, I have to give some props to Ramon because we did talk about it and but he didn't get around to actually doing it but but i did and it's on the bottom of one of the co bone hawk koozies yeah yeah so i think it, i mentioned i mentioned it i think like to you and matt and then that night you had pizza and you did i had pizza yeah. and I, I looked at the pizza yeah. and i had some extra sauce i had the cutter and i go okay you know, and, <laughs> yeah and it worked so, out great so it's the slayer bone hawk pizza yeah uh, find it on a koozie that matt will give you if he has any more but <laughs> I think if they ever come out with a picture disc, it should be a pizza, yeah. but not like a crazy boat. Just like take a photo Cheese of a pizza, pizza and that'll be the yeah. You didn't like the fat boys come out with a record oh, that yeah. was in a pizza box. Yeah. Like you should do the same thing, but just make it a pizza, you know? I'm in. And and then like the B side can be what the bottom of the pizza would look like. like nice crust. That's a good idea. Yeah. That's that like an that. awesome idea. Oh man. Nice. Where do you think he gets all of his best ideas from that aren't song related? <laughs> he gets it from me and the guy underneath me. Yeah. Wes? Because this is all Chris and I do. We sit around we're like, dude, the Bonox should do this. And then we text Matt and then he usually goes, I don't know. And then Hainer will go, dude, he's not down. <laughs> yeah, he, he ain't down. Uh, hey, every everyone that doesn't know him yet, that's our new bass player, like, right? over there say hi matt hey that's oh, funny because I, yeah i thought i thought you told me his name was holden <laughs> yeah, yeah i did tell you it was holden <laughs> holden <Matt. what? laughs> for, for, for the new bass player matt i used to uh, work with you guys when you were in slim gypsy baggage i booked okay yes yeah because yeah, i work for wiser productions okay uh, yeah definitely i've definitely played some shows with you then yeah 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 i I usually um when it, well every time I did I did with Mitch I don't know how Mitch is doing. Mitch is Mitch is around. Mitch is yeah. Mitch. Okay. You know. <laughs> Mitch is a good guy. He's he likes to talk. So you oh, know if, if I if if I'm trying to kill like thirty or forty five minutes like a Mitch a call. If you if, if you need you need a salesman on your side, Mitch is your guy, man. He will he, definitely. He is a great. I mean, I'll I'll, gi I'll give him this though. He's uh he stopped by my office, take me out for lunch. If I run into him at a bar, he's always buying me beers. Hey, how you doing, man? What are you drinking? Oh yeah, he worked for us for sure. Yeah, no, he's for he's sure. a good guy. Um, when you get office, you can tell him that you saw me in this. All right, definitely, yeah. definitely. But yeah, it's a bit of a departure from what I was doing to what we're doing now. And me and Cam, uh, Mamina from Slim Gypsy Bag, yeah. both came over to this. So cool. definitely a definitely a fun awesome. time. So Matt, what's uh, what's your Bonehawk Pizza? My Bonehawk Pizza, I uh, let's see, bravado and arrogance, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Pizza uh, King has those toppings. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, no, I've I've always been a simple guy, simple couple of toppings. You know, they get too crazy and it just starts getting to be a mushy mess. So you know, the cheese idea is great. Then add some, you know, pepperoni or something. It's just something yeah. simple. The basics. If they can do the basics right, you know, the rest of their pizzas are going to be decent. basic rock pizza. Awesome. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> well, guys, thank you all so much for joining. This has been fantastic. Um, again, it's so good to see your faces, even though it's virtual. Um, but I'm looking forward to uh, hopefully soon, you know, when the pandemic's over, we can see each other in the real world. And Definitely. I can hug on you guys physically sure. and just embrace the music sonically. We're, we're so. waiting. Awesome. Matt, when, uh, when COVID lifts and we can start having shows together, Chris and I talk about this all the time. When you guys play bells, it's the best shows that you guys do. You always bring yeah. a capacity crowd out there. You yeah. guys haven't played in a while. I know you had said to Chris and I that you thought you were playing bells too much. But when you're allowed to play, when you're going to do a big, like, Bonehawk, welcome back, introduce new mm -hmm. members, record release, 
Bell's is the place to do it. You yeah. sound the best there. You get the best crowds. It's such a good time. Chris and I have never had a bad time at Bell's. Awesome. I love <sighs> Louis. Joe Wolf is a great guy, but it's just yeah. should um, make that happen. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's something about Bell's, man. I mean, I, you guys, actually you spoke, guys fit so well. Bells. I actually spoke with Bell's over the weekend to see what their plans were for 2021, just in case yep. if things are yeah. safe, you know, yep. like no one wa- like it, I know, like we're all itching to play Cam and Matt just joined the band and you know, it's gotta be the weirdest for them because Nate and I have like done this. So we're already like adapt to it, but they're just like sitting there waiting, twiddling their thumbs to like get, get in the swing of things. So I thought we're as much as we'd love to play, we're not trying to rush anything and be unsafe and yeah. about that though it's been kind of a double-edged sword with that though too because it's given us time to like get to know each other and like play together and write songs together and really start to like get along as i mean friends and everything else so i mean it's it's been not preferable obviously to be this long Mm -hmm. but you know to give us a little bit of time to get get into the swing of things it kind of happened at the right time for that right absolutely cool so yeah as soon as uh as soon as um, Bells has a game plan for what what's going to be the course, we'll probably be there for that schedule for next year. Cool. Like I said, assuming the everything works, the vaccine and everything is – what a weird thing to talk I about. I know. Safe and effective vaccines on a rock show. Yeah, Boom. I know. <laughs> That's so so completely on rock and roll. We were asked to play hey, a show. This... Bonehawk vaccine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you you already said we put our name on everything. We might as right. well. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm down. Uh, <laughs> love it. Awesome. We can just change our logo, our Bonehawk logo, to make it look more like the Pfizer logo, something yeah, like that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yep. Awesome. We could do another one of the uh, the Iron Maiden ones. We're not Iron Maiden. Uh, oh God, Judas. Yeah, Priest. Judas Priest ones with the uh, yeah. the needles coming down. Oh yeah, vaccines. Yep. <laughs> Too funny. <laughs> the vaccine yeah. tour. Screaming for vaccines. It sounds good. All right, guys. Well, thank you again so much. Really appreciate it. Yeah. Great yeah. Thanks, thank Jack. you. Thank you, Jack. Thanks for everyone thanks, for Jack. joining in. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Definitely. Good seeing you guys. Take care, guys. Stay safe. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Thanks again to Matt, Nate, and Matt from Bonehawk, along with the fans Ramon, Chris, Wes, James, Kurt, Mike, Michelle, Lewis, and Turbly for joining me on this episode of Fans with Bands. Be sure to check out Iron Mountain by Bonehawk. This album roars with pure rock fury. It is essential listening for anyone that digs powerful riffs driven by thunderous rhythms. See the show notes for all the details and links. These are tough times for everyone in the creative industries such as music. Your support of live streaming, purchasing music, and merchandise is critical. If you can help out your local artists, please do. If you are in the Michigan area, consider following the Playing in the Detroit Area Tonight Facebook page. It is a place for fans and bands to support each other and share our combined love of music. Thank you all so much for listening. Be sure to hit subscribe on your favorite podcast service to get each and every episode of Fans with Bands. Spread the word by rating the show and leaving a comment. We want to hear what you think. You can keep in touch by following us on social media. This is a Life in Michigan production. Until next time, be well and kick out the jams. <laughs>